if the compass of success is determined by the number of things you've achieved and the number of goals you were able to tick off your bucket list, if you do all of that, but you're not happy on the inside, you failed already. And that's how I felt at the time. So I decided to put my work on hold, my career on hold and focus on the little me, the little child within myself and attend to her because I realized I've done everything on the outside, but attend to my inner world. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I am here today with an international superstar female. Megan Pormer is incredible. The more that I dive into this woman and the more that you learn her story and what drives her, you are going to be so enlightened and inspired. She has graced the cover of countless magazines. She's walked on red carpets. She sat with some of the greatest people in the world that we all admire. She has a show on Fox and she has a, a, a biomedical engineering degree, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a mouthful. She's smart too. So let's, <laughs> let's dive in and welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. I just want to start this by um, thanking you for creating a platform for people to connect because... I always read and hear these messages from people saying, nobody's going to save you other than yourself. No mm. one's going to show up for you other than yourself. And I wish I could agree with that, but that hasn't been the case for me. Mm -hmm. For me, if it wasn't because of power of connection and connecting with other people, I would not even discover who I am. Mm. So creating a platform to connect more and more people is life-changing. So by creating this platform, you're changing a lot of lives. And I always tell people, I say, you know what? Go out there and get heartbroken. Get your trust betrayed. Get like upset and like depressed by losing loved ones and being betrayed by the loved ones. Mm. Get that wrong a million times. But only if you get it right a few times in your whole lifetime, mm that's going to set you apart from everybody else. Mm. And that's going to allow you to evolve in your, you know, the person that you were meant to be. Amen. Mm. And, and gain a tremendous amount of resilience along the way. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I always say that people are portals and people come into your life for different reasons, different seasons. And mm -hmm. I deeply resonate with what you say because so many angels have come into my life, mentors that woke me up from my slumber and really have helped me heal. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to begin with you. You know, I recently watched an interview with you and the legendary Dr. Amen, and it was so beautifully vulnerable and transparent about your journey. Here is this woman who, you know, from the world's perspective, 
you're on magazines, you're crushing it, you're, you know, doing so much great work, but you're suffering in silence. And you had a breakthrough recently in your life, stepping into being a queen. Can you can you share with us this whole journey? Where did where did you begin? And and I know you weren't always, you know, you weren't born here. You came here. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm a proud Middle Eastern woman. Grew up in a very Middle Eastern society, culture, and family with Middle Eastern values, which later in life, I realized that I need to acknowledge and understand that the culture I grew up in is different than the Western culture. Um, and it's something that needs to be addressed, not just for me, but for all other Middle Eastern women around the world that grew up with a certain culture and certain societal and cu cultural values, mm. but then trying to blend in into the Western world. And that was the case for me. I grew up with certain values, certain emotions, and certain uh, belief systems, certain limiting belief systems. And then at the age 14, I moved to the UK and I went to boarding school and then I moved to the US and I tried my hardest to blend in. But then you begin once, once you are you having this duality within yourself where within you, in your heart, you have certain mindsets and the society that you're living in currently has another mindset. You have no choice but for your back to be broken after a while because you're basically being torn between two completely different worlds. And I didn't know how to make these two worlds align mm. and match so I could live in oneness within myself. Yeah. And as long as you're going out there in the world and there is so much dualities within you, you end up just getting heartbroken right and left because mm -hmm. everything you're doing is not aligned with what you're heart desires yeah and for me um i was aware that something's off and because my measure of success is joy my only measure of uh, success is if my heart is content that's good. and i could see that by the western standards i am checking all the um checklist the entire checklist of achieving okay i had this goal i had this vision board i have i had this list of goals that I needed to achieve, and then I'm ticking them off one by one, but it's not adding to my happiness, mm. you know, and I, and I reached a point where I was like, okay, I achieved everything that I wanted to achieve. And I, from the, from the Western standards, it yeah. sounds like I should be happy, Yeah. but then what's going on? Yeah. And that was the time that I decided to take a journey inwards mm. and see how I can achieve success on the inside. And how did you do that? So let's say if the compass of success is determined by the number of things you've achieved and the number of goals you were able to tick off your bucket list, if you do all of that but you're not happy on the inside, you've failed already. And that's how I felt at the time. So I decided to put my work on hold, my career on hold and focus on the little me, the little child within myself and attend to her because I realized I've done everything on the outside but attend to my inner world. I saw that in the last 10 years, deep down in my subconscious, I had this belief system that I cannot protect myself. 
that I'm not capable of looking after myself. Mm. And I always need a man to feel protected. Oh. And that communication had been had landed with my immune system. And my immune system said, yes, you're right. I cannot protect you. You need other people to protect you. And hence that manifested into me, the pharmaceutical medications, which was taking other people's immune system. It's called immunoglobulin therapy, if anybody wants to look it up and inject that into my body, which I know a lot of people are doing right now. So the exact message that my subconscious communicated with me was manifested into my day-to-day life. And my body said, yes, you're absolutely right. Oh, my goodness. And... That was the moment that I realized why I did to myself what I did Mm. to myself. Basically, whatever I feel like every time a disease is manifested is us doing it to ourselves Mm -hmm. through our subconscious mind. Mm. And once you understand why you did it, you also have the power to undo it. So I spoke to my immune system and I told my immune system that I'm very capable of protecting myself that I believe in my immune system Mm. and that I believe in me. Mm. And while having a lovely man next to you who can be, who can add joy to your life is amazing. I don't need a man to feel protected. Right. I feel more than capable to protect myself. And in that very moment, I realized why my career achievements had not given me satisfaction because deep down, I had this belief system that I cannot protect myself. So I decided that on the outside, I will do the opposite so I can prove to the world that I can protect Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. But my why was wrong. I was doing something to prove something to myself, which I didn't believe in. Oh, honey. Oh, my deeply. This is like sinking in so deep. And, you know, as a fellow achiever, I, I like... We can get so busy achieving that we're masking the internal drama, dialogue, the battlefield of the mind. And when you like were in that moment stepping in and speaking over your life, like you have control uh, of what's going on. This is this is the ultimate freedom. And it's like we're not saying don't go out there, crush it, achieve. But if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's like motives matter. And eventually, like. None of that stuff matters if you're sitting at home or in your head or or suffering in silence. You know, it's like, oh, yay, I'm on this cover or I did this. And then it's like, you know, I, I got to this point in my life where people are like, aren't you just over the moon? And are you, so, you know, and it's like, no, something's off. Mm-hmm. And when something's off, you got to do that internal examination. And then that's when you find like wow, this is what's blocking me from my true Mm -hmm. essence, my true happiness. And, you know, do you feel like you went from being more in your, your alpha, like masculine, were you more, did you, do you step more into your feminine nature when you started to heal? That's where I was headed to actually, because I, so in that moment, that experience, I knew my immune system was healed and awakened right there. And then I didn't even need anybody to tell me, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it into test medically. I need to mm. do my blood test and check my immune system um, components and then see there are so many things. Your IgG and your this and that. What is low? What is wow. high? I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it into test and see if it's medically um, made a difference. I waited for a month. 
contacted my immunologist and said, you know what, I want to tell you something. I have not been doing my treatments for a month and I haven't been sick. He lost it on me. He's like, I can't believe you're doing this. I made so much effort to get you to this point and your insurance approved your treatments and that, and he, which is true, by the way. Yeah. I said, let's take a test. He said, okay, we're taking a test, but you're starting your treatments again. I said, I'm not. My body doesn't need that anymore. My body only needed that because it, I thought I'm not capable of protecting myself. Now my body knows she's capable of protecting me. Wow. We took the test. My immune system is healthy. All the components are normal. And I haven't been on my treatments for the last four months. And I feel very healthy. Wow. And my immune system and I are best friends. So good. Um, so what I learned right there was that all these years I had been operating from my masculine side. My masculine energy kicked in because the masculine is the achiever, it's the provider, it's the doer, right? But the truth is my homeostatus state is my femininity. Mm. And I wanted to prove that I can do it, but... I wasn't able to prove to my own heart that I can do it mm. while being true to myself. Mm. Being true to myself, I'm a feminine being. Yeah. I'm more I'm more I feel more grounded and stable when I'm in my femininity. Yeah. Now, when and if the masculine energy needs to kick in, yeah. it's ready. It's yeah. right there. Yeah. But I don't want that to be my operating phase. I don't don't want that to be my default mode. I don't want my I don't feel it's not authentic to me to have my masculine energy mm. be my driving force most of the times. Mm. It's there when it's needed. Mm. And I came back and I made it my mission to help women of my background because I understand Middle Eastern culture, Middle Eastern society, Middle Eastern family belief systems. And I know that most of us growing up in with Middle Eastern cultures, we are more comfortable in our feminine energy. Yeah, yeah. Yet we are now growing up in the world where it's like your your measure of success is your achievements and the achievement needs the masculine. Now, how can you be in your feminine energy yet succeed in business? Yes, this is the question I get all the time. This is I get in the literally this is what I get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So help us. How? Mm -hmm. Our job as a feminine being, and I'm not talking, this has nothing to do with your biological or sexual orientation. Femininity is an energy. Uh -huh. you, can be a, you can be the embodiment of the feminine energy, but with the biology of a man or a woman. So this is sexuality and sexual orientation and biology is not a point here because I don't want anybody to get distracted or blame right. their biology on anything. Uh -huh. Biology has nothing to do with the, the energy. Uh -huh. We're talking about the feminine energy. Feminine energy is the creator. Feminine energy is the nurturer. Feminine energy is the soft what does this world need right now? Does this world need more money? No. Does this world need more businesses? No. Why? How do we know that? Because when the pandemic hit, all the money in the world and all the businesses couldn't save us, correct? correct. When we had millions of people on hospital beds and they couldn't move and all the nurses and doctors were overwhelmed, no amount of money or businesses were able to help us. What ended up helping us? Softness, compassion, and people who were willing to nurture one another, yeah. people who were willing to open their 
um, the doors to their houses and say, come live with me. I know you lost your job. I know you lost your house. I know you lost your family. Come live with me. So what this world needs right now is more of the feminine energy, because for hundreds of years, the masculine energy has been the driving force on the earth. Mm -hmm. And we created this beautiful earth and businesses and like yeah. the, the money flow. Yes, we did all of that. But now it's time for the world to come to its balance. And the only way for the world to come to the balance is if more feminine people step into their femininity and focus on creating and nurturing and being compassionate. Mm, love. And that by itself has tremendous value. Now, if money is your measure of measuring your values, measuring whether or not you're succeeding, more women need to understand how to package their compassion, their care, their mm. nurturing as a service to others. Amen. What yeah. we need more careers that are the manifestations of my service is nurturing. My service is compassion. My service is my softness. That's right. I will package it so you'll know if that's what you need. There it is. Mm -hmm. This is the business. Mm -hmm. Hey there, we will be back to our conversation here in just a second. But what I wanted to share with you is something so game changing that we've been working on. We are going to be hosting our first ever It Factor personal branding boot camp here coming up at the end of August. And what this is all about is helping you really get to the truth of who you are, what your message is, and what you're meant to put out in this world. I am so excited to work intimately with 50 individuals to really extract your God-given it factor, but help you create a strategic game plan that will help amplify your message. This is a deep dive weekend filled with training, yacht cruises, photo shoots, you name it, that is going to really help fill up your tank, your belief tank in yourself and in what you are meant to do in this world. If this interests you at all, please send me a DM with the word bootcamp at it's Emily on Instagram and we'll be sure to secure your spot as we're filling up very fast. Look forward to hearing from you soon. This is so, oh, you are like speaking my love language right now. <laughs> it truly is. And it's like, so I've transcended and grown through healing and I used to play so in my dominant, like I didn't have a dad growing up. So that I, 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 I tried to compromise and, and when I started to heal Megan, that's when it's like my true essence came out. Like the, the try hard went away. The softness came out. The love came out. Like I just really have changed in the past couple of years, grown. And so, you know, everybody DMs me and message me and, and so many women are like us where they're naturally driven and they want to succeed, but they're operating in a place that doesn't feel, mm -hmm. something feels off. And so the way you just put it is like, Mwah! like it's so divine. So, so I'm so grateful. And, you know, I, I know with you, like your father passed when you were young, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. When I was 19. When you were 19. And he repeatedly told me that he is my protector that he is my abundance, 
And if he's not around, nobody else will protect me. Now, I understand that he said it because it was his parental um, instinct. It was yeah. his way of wanting me to always tell him everything and share everything with him. And I really admire him for that. But ultimately, when he was no longer around, all those messages got was were stuck with me yeah. that, oh, my God, he's no longer around, so I cannot protect myself. He's no longer around, so I cannot provide for myself. And what do I do? I step into my masculine so then the masculine can protect me. The masculine can provide for me. The masculine within myself. But then my body said, but your stable point, like your authentic place that you want to sit in is your femininity. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Yeah, provide for yourself. Great. But I'm not going to cooperate. Yeah. Because this is not authentic to me. Right. When did you come to L.A.? I moved to L.A. two years after my father passed. I was a Ph.D. student in the U.K. when he passed away. Wow. So I honored that because he always wanted me to be a biomedical engineer. We had a deal. He said, I want you to be an academic girl because culturally being in the media business is being looked down upon. And it mm. wasn't a good reputation mm. for my family that I would be in the media business. It's like it's the same thing as, you know, like things. It's like. Being in the media business for a woman equals mm, maybe I, I don't maybe I don't even want to say it because I don't want to put that word out there in the universe. But I think you got the point. Yeah, yeah, I, mean. I totally know. Um, so my father said, OK, I get it. I understand you. I understand that media business and is the most valuable business in the world because mm -hmm. otherwise, how do how do people connect? How do you connect right. people if it's not because of media? How yeah. do How do you? raise awareness about causes and products and people out there without the microphone of uh, media, right. right? He said, but I need you to get an academic degree so I can tell the society that, look, she's smart. Oh she my gets gosh. it. Yeah. So she they would respect you and they would respect me. Um, and when he passed away, I still honored that, finished yeah. my academic years and then moved to the U.S. and brought my family to the U.S. with oh, me. Oh, you brought your family? Yes. With, okay. Yes. And, and so what was like your first gig? I mean, I, I saw you on the Kardashians, like you've been, oh my God. you've just done so much. I, so when I moved to the U S a part of me is like, I love media. I love the PR world. Like the power of media is yeah. just life changing because yeah. you connect people with each other. You connect people with technologies and products out there that can mm. be life changing for them. But there is also this voice um, in, in the back of my mind that a good Middle Eastern woman is an academic woman. You know, she's respected. She has to be a PhD. She is not in the media business. Otherwise, you're a bad girl yeah. and your father is not around to protect you. Okay. Stay within your academia. So I started working for a genetic testing company for bracket testing, which is a test for breast and ovarian cancer predisposition. And I became their spokesperson. Now, my heart is in the media world. My mind and my limiting belief system says you need to be an academic girl uh -huh. because you need to be a good girl. But here I was at war between, let's say, the bad girl and the good girl. <laughs> and the bad girl here took over and said, you know what? OK, why don't we combine it? You have this genetic test. Let's make it the biggest thing in the world. And it was just a line because a very lovely doctor in Beverly Hills, his name is Dr. Garth Fisher. My respect to him, my love to him. Oh, yes. He gave me an opportunity to talk to all of his patients about the genetic test. <gasps> 
and he sees every A-lister yes, he on does. the planet yes, Earth. Yes, he does. And I spoke about the testing and Chris Jenner said, I want you on the show. I want the testing on the show. And one thing led to another and the you know, I was able to over deliver for the company yeah. and make the show, uh, make the testing very well known. And then from there, I felt like, you know what? Now I established myself as the brainy girl. So now I can go fully indulge in the media business. So cool. Yes. It's so cool. <laughs> I mean, I love that. It's like you found a way to win in both both places. Yes. yes. And, and doing the genetic testing, that's got to be so rewarding, though. It was rewarding in terms of I was able to do media for a good, for a good yeah, cause, for yeah. to raise awareness about something that is life changing, that yeah. can help help people with their health. Yeah, and that's my mission. My mission is to create the largest media platform to raise awareness about the good. Oh. It can be good causes. It can be good products. It can be good people. Yeah, and create a tribe and a community of people who who are like minded and they can really live joyfully and authentically mm. with each other. Mm, beautiful. Have you ever found that hard in Hollywood? Like, have you succumbed to? I have not succumbed. Okay. As long as I don't succumb, I'm happy yeah. wherever I am. Yeah. But the second I try to abide by the, you know, by the rules of uh -huh. each, you know, the uh -huh. media rules, because media should not have any rules. Right. What is media? Media is freedom of yeah. speech. Media yes. is freedom of sharing your heart. I am in the business of sharing hearts mm. and sharing emotions. Mm. You cannot put any laws or any rules on that mm. because heart feels and wants what it wants, right? Yeah. And it has to be shared. You, we have to feel like we have a safe space to share how we feel and why we feel mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. So my media platforms are always between the US and the Middle East because that's the two people within me. There's this Western girl, but then there's this Middle Eastern girl. And for me to feel like these two are balanced and aligned, I always have one foot in the US media and one foot in the Middle Eastern media to make sure that I can align them and bring them together. And eventually I want to bring Middle Eastern sisters closer mm. to Western sisters because yeah. there is a gap right now. There okay. is a gap where, because it's for me, it's all about creating more women's circles, yeah. manifesting, like creating jobs that match the capabilities of the feminine energy, packaging the feminine energy into different jobs, mm -hmm. creating offers and services that are aligned with the feminine energy, right? Yes. And for that, we need to have more women talking. Yeah, we do. We need to have more women brainstorming. And right now, it's hard to bring in a group of Middle Eastern women and a group of Western women mm -hmm. together and have them share values mm -hmm. because there are a lot of differences. Mm -hmm. Even when we try, and I've tried many, many times, it's nice when it's about brainstorming, but when it comes about the heart to heart, yeah. there are differences. And the closer we get these two groups together, the more chances we have to create global mm. women's circles, yeah. global feminine circles. Yeah. And then, wow, it's, that's when magic's going to happen. That's when magic's going to happen. That's going to bring the earth more to its balance and yeah. its equilibrium and everyone will enjoy more mm -hmm. the masculine will enjoy more just imagine if we can have more businesses that are focused on compassion nurturing mm. and loving oh my god like oh. that would be literal heaven on earth 
for both the masculine and the feminine. hundred percent. You know, I always share with other women that are trying to grow in their leadership. I share with them, go to a different country, go talk to another woman from a different side of the street mm -hmm. that's growing up in a different way. Like you have to evolve. And the only way to do that is to experience true humanity. And like when I've traveled to South Korea and like, yes, I, we had a translator to, to understand and feel each other, but it's like that unity or even going to Africa, it's like, that's your sister. Correct. You know, and what can happen if we come together as women? Oh, I just, you're speaking like all my love language and right you now. And you know, I know I focused very much on the feminine energy yeah. and what does the feminine need. I want to use this opportunity mm -hmm. to connect with the masculine energy, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's embodied as a man or a woman, the masculine energy. The role the masculine energy can play into enabling this world to come to its balance by allowing the feminine energy to be expressed. The role of the masculine is very crucial and it's key. I want to ask all the embodiments of the masculine energy out there to tune more into the feminine next to you. Enable the feminine to create what their heart desires mm. and help them package it, package that feeling, emotion, creation into a service. I don't want to call it a business. In the end, what is a business? Business is a service we provide to others, right? Yeah, yeah. The masculine, the masculine's um, forte, like the masculine's um, strength is turning things into businesses, yes. turning services into action. It's the action, right? Yeah. I want to ask them to help the feminine to turn their creativity into action and mm. execution and a mm. service. Yeah, so powerful. And I mean, I want to switch gears a minute because there's so many entrepreneurs <laughs> that listen to this, so oh. many entrepreneurs. And you have built a massive brand. Thank I mean, you. you've got... I mean, I love how global it is and you've got the dualities, but you've got, you know, the show on Fox and all the stuff you've created. You know, what would be some tips you have around personal branding? Because you have a strong personal brand. Find you first. Find you first, who you are, what your heart really desires. And then find a clear path of communicating who you are with the world. Your job is not to look at the consumer and decide what's right for them. Your job is to look at you, understand who you are exactly, and communicate that as clearly as you can with the world around you and see how that can be of service to them. Mm. Your consumer comes once you put yourself out there, yes. your authentic self, yeah. because the consumer is the one who comes to you and say, you know what, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Yeah. And you're like, that's my package. Yeah. That's my service. Yes. For example, you're walking around and you see somebody carrying bottles of water, right? If you're thirsty, you go to them and say, can I have water? But it's their job to hold those waters and not hide them yes. in the car and say, you know what? I have water. And then the thirsty people will go to them and like by default, they don't need to go after the thirsty people. They just need to tell the world, I have mm. water. Mm. I'm good at producing water. I'm good at having water bottles. Just say what you're good at yeah. and let the consumers come to you and help you turn who you are into a service, which mm, is your business. So powerful. 
instead of faking it and going, I should do this. You put on a mask. It's like there's a resonance to that. There's a frequency to authenticity. Mm -hmm. And like it's just you can feel it and you're 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 it's that magnetism. And yeah, it's evident that that you're doing that and, you know, that you are like just you're wide open. Like this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm about. And there's an attraction to that. And, you know, I was you know, researching about you and I'm like, okay, here she is with JLo. She's every which way. And like, this is so amazing though, that not only are you standing for, you know, uh, beauty, but beauty within as well. And that's one of the, the best compliments I want to give you right now is that you're the best of both sides. Like you're this gorgeous human, but you equally are talking about you know, the internal as well. And it's just, it's beautiful to see. And as another woman on the other side who loves beauty, loves health, I'm like, oh, praise God. Like, okay, she's doing, she's doing both of it, you know, which is such a good example for all of our fellow sisters. You know, people that are already into personal development, growth, spirituality, and understanding energy, they're already halfway there. They are already seekers. What's going to change the world right now is not converting those people to go farther. It's converting the people who are really stuck deep into the ego and the material world to look up and say that maybe there is something else out there outside of this small, you know, egoic circle that I've built for myself. And what do those people look at? Those people look at how you dress, what you wear, your jewelry, your packaging, your car. And I realized that actually, you know what? We as humanity, we've done a lousy job to promote spirituality on the earth. Mm-hmm. Because when you think of someone spiritual, you think of them as dread, like a, it's a monk, like yeah. they're not wearing any makeup, or no hair, no jewelry, or, a yeah. pastor. Okay, yeah. so they're not. And then if you're somebody who's deep into the material world, you look up to, you look at them and you're like, great, but I don't want to be that. Yeah. But why aren't we? why don't we believe that we deserve both? Right. We deserve the best of the material world and the best of the spiritual world because that's when we're going to feel the balance and that's when we're going to have heaven on earth. Yeah. So I want to actually ask all the people, spiritual leaders out there that are promoting spirituality, step it up when it comes to the material Mm -hmm. world as well because Mm -hmm. that will allow a new audience, people that really need spirituality, Mm -hmm. to look at you and think, oh, maybe that is something I want to listen to. It's the packaging. It's the packaging. It's the packaging. Yeah, which is like marketing. And it's... Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's so... You are so spot on and you can and you deserve both. You deserve the abundance. And as long as you don't let it own you, and you're free flowing with it Correct. and you can give it away just as fast as you can gain Correct. it. That's, that's, and that's why you need both. Yeah. You need as much spirituality as you need the material. So none of them can own you. Yeah. Because you, we're a free soul. Nothing's, we're not supposed to, the same way that falling into the ego of a materialistic person is painful. Falling into the ego of a spiritual person can be equally, mm-hmm. you know, as, ineffective sometimes self-righteous sometimes correct it's correct. like i am right they are not holy correct enough. condemning it's correct. just gross you know but when you have both <laughs> it allows you to not have anything right because you're flowing in between the both states yeah so it allows you to lose it all your mind yeah. your thoughts and i saw this behind us you said it's a little uh, little things make big things happen uh-huh. and i saw another one when you said the best way to find yourself is it's to so, lose yourself uh-huh. 
So when you are floating between the both spiritual and the earthy realms, that's the time when you fully lose yourself and you lose your mind. And that's when you become a conduit of service to yeah. the other. So beautiful, Megan. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what are you most excited about right now? Like, what are you working on? What are you doing? Um, two things I'm very excited about. So I'm launching a platform to create an experience, a glimpse into the experience of what I went through because I love sharing. Yeah. And the second thing is I am creating an educational platform for women in uh, of Middle Eastern backgrounds to understand, to become conscious about their limiting beliefs mm. and find ways um, to transcend the limiting belief and succeed mm. in the business world while being in their feminine energy. Oh. Oh, I'm excited for that. So these two are my two creations, my yeah. two babies that I'm uh, fully focused on right now. And and as we're here today, I know you're you go back and forth from from LA to, to Dubai. Dubai. Correct. How how is that? Like how is it going from there to here? Like how often do you do that? It's like the two Megans. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how I balance the two Megans. Yeah. There the Middle East is home. Yeah. I it's my heart. And here the West is and let's say the West is my educational ears. My this is my education. This is my community. This is my this is my microphone. The West is my microphone to raise the voice of the East. Oh, that's so good. So that's yeah. like I feel like the best way to bring these two groups of sisterhoods together is to raise the voice of Middle Eastern women in America. Mm. And in the end, the largest microphone in the world is in America. Mm -hmm. And will, I think will always be at least in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Megan feels very balanced when I have the L.A. Dubai life and I go back and forth about once a month. OK. Um, and yes, working on these two projects. So cool. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What do you think your it factor is? Communication. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're in, you're playing in your zone of genius. That's communication for me. Yeah. Communication while I'm in my feminine energy. So it can be communicated from the heart. So my mm. heart speaks. Your heart speaks. I can feel it. I can feel it from here. And you can probably feel it listening. And it's such a beautiful place to live from. There's so much freedom when you live in your heart. Yes. It's your truth. There's nothing yes. to hide. Yes. Like hiding is exhausting to the soul. Yes. And being somebody you're not and like you're just living in freedom. And I'm so excited to watch you continue to soar. And however I can be here for you and support you. Like I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a fan and I feel so grateful. And let everybody know where they can connect with you. Please connect with me at Megan Pormer on Instagram. Yes. I check every single message I receive. Awesome. And I, if there's any feminine embodiment out there who's listening to this, I want you to stop achieving right now and go within and ask yourself if your heart is fully content. Because if your heart is, if the answer is no, your achievements don't matter. No, it doesn't matter even if you achieve a million times more. It's not success unless your heart is content. Mm. Have joy as your only measure of success. Leave it there. Drop the mic. Take it with you. Thank you. Thank you so much.